Rise and shine. <laughs> it's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. The pass intercepted. Lincoln Cure has it. And there's nobody around. It's going to be a pick six for the sophomore Cure. 10-5 touchdown. Goodland. To the pros. Step back three for key. Bang. He got it. What a shot. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. 31 seconds left, second and goal, back to Lingard. No, they faked it, under Cuffler keeps and scores! Not an 0-1. Grounds on through, Texas takes the lead! Siggers in to score, Carter stopped at third. And after six innings without a hit, three in a row here on the seventh. Here he goes, first down, down the sideline, there's nobody there. One guy now comes back, he cuts in front of him for the touchdown. Kyle Kelly goes for the score, and Ball State a point away from tying things up. That's a 44-yard run. Have the offense show up, and this is going to be the clincher. Hot shot in the center field. Three consecutive hits in the ninth. The ball gets by. It's all the way to the track. It goes all the way to the wall, and two-run score. Heim to third. It's three to nothing, Texas. Center field. Guriel's back. It is gone. Texas on the verge. It's happened. The Texas Rangers win the World Series. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. We're back on the morning blitz. Of course, on 1025 UROC, AM 730, Fox Sports Tri-State, of course, online, nwksradio.net, the Rocking M app. Thank you for joining us here on a Thursday, November the 2nd, no matter which way you are doing so. 34 degrees outside to kick off this Thursday morning on our way to a high of around 68, almost 70 degrees today. So going to be a warm Thursday. Maybe it's one of those days to go out and get a few things done in the yard. You know, I've got some dead plants from the freeze and stuff that have taken place. Maybe we need to get those removed. I don't know if I'll get that done today, but definitely needs to get done in the next few days, the next few weeks, that's for sure. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, great day to get outside and get some things done if you've been cooped up in the house. But uh, 70 degrees, uh, pretty much the high expected for this Thursday. Uh, today's morning blitz, we will be hopefully having head coach Jay Bradley in studio for the Northwest Tech Maverick men. Uh, the Maverick men, by the way, in action last night, winning in their season opener over Otero uh, College Junior Varsity. Uh, lopsided victory, 92-56. We'll visit with Coach Jay Bradley about that in studio, talking about the game and, and also looking ahead to this upcoming 23-24 season. So look forward to having Jay Bradley in studio here on a Thursday uh, we have the NFL Power 5, which we will get to starting tonight with uh, NFL play beginning uh, in week number, what is it, 9, I think, of the NFL football season. Pretty much the midway point of the NFL football season, but week 9, uh, Titans and Steelers, which um, I was listening to Dan Patrick this morning a little bit, and I agree with his statement of, you know, this game probably doesn't have a lot of interest in it but because of the way that will levis played last week throwing four touchdown passes in relief of uh, an injured ryan Tannehill, kind of adds a little bit of spice to it hopefully the steelers can find something offensive but you got two teams that are 
struggling to find any type of consistency at the quarterback position, leading them to being teams that just do not score a lot. Now, Will Levis will face a very tough pass rush, led by, of course, T.J. Watt tonight. But that's on Thursday Night Football on Prime, if you want to watch that. There's also some uh, college football tonight in the Big 12. SE, or sorry, uh, TCU and Texas Tech facing off tonight on Thursday Night Football as well in the Big 12. So if you want to do that, you can certainly check that out. Uh, so that's what uh, we'll get the NFL Power 5 a little bit later on in the show. Lots to get to from last night as the basketball, you know, feels like basketball began last night. That's what it feels like. Northwest Tech was in action, both men and women at home. Uh, you had KU and K-State in action as well. Plenty of basketball getting going and other sports as well as some seasons are starting to wrap up for some teams. Let's get to it all with the front page. Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? First of all, I want to start with a team that just continues to play some fantastic volleyball. That would be Colby Community College. The Lady Trojans, sorry, the Lady Trojans take care of Cloud County in three sets last night in the first round of what is officially called the NJCAA Plains District Division I Volleyball Tournament. Uh, But Colby gets it done, three sets to none. They sweep Cloud County. They advance into the semifinals of the tournament where they will face Dodge City of all teams. It should have probably been Hutchinson, but it's Dodge City, the seventh seed, who upsets and ends the season of the two-seed Hutchinson three sets to two and advances into the semifinals. And so Colby will get perhaps, I don't know if it really honestly matters. Colby's playing so good right now. They've beaten Dodge City. It was in five sets. I think they beat Hutch in five sets the last time they played. So it's going to be a tough match no matter what. But most recently, Colby has gotten the better of either of those opponents. But they're going to get Dodge City, the seven seed, who's maybe started slow but has really gotten hot as of late. And Hutchinson Community College, their season is over. Uh, this will all resume play with the semifinals, which are held at Barton, I believe, there in Great Bend. Uh, you'll have Dodge City and Colby play at 4 o'clock Central Time on Saturday. And then Butler and Barton will meet at 6.30 Central Time following that match. Uh, and then the winners will play, I believe it is Sunday, there in Barton uh, for the Plains District Championship. Uh, right now, Butler probably considered the favorite at this point in time. I'm sorry, Butler, Barton. Barton considered the favorite at this point in time. But who knows? Colby playing really hot. But you've got really three teams in there, and particularly two, Dodge and Colby, that will meet together that are really hot right now and playing some of their best volleyball at a time when it matters the most. So congratulations, Colby Community College. On to the semifinals Saturday afternoon in Great Bend. I mentioned a busy night of basketball last night, starting locally with Northwest Tech men and women who are both at home. Northwest Tech men with a 92-56 win over over Otero College Junior Varsity. Northwest Tech getting it done on the glass. They were plus five in rebounding. They were plus six in turnover margin. And they just shot the ball better. They shot 51% from the field, 43% from three, and 18 to 25 from the foul line. That's pretty good shooting for the first night out when you really go when you really think about it. Uh, and they held Otero JV to 31% shooting overall in the night. So a good defense performance, I'm sure. We have Coach Bradley in here in a, about uh, 15 minutes or so. He'll talk about you know pretty solid performance. Uh, four guys in double figures last night for Tech. Anthony Verge led the way, 18 points on a very impressive 8 of 11 
shooting for the sophomore out of Wichita. Uh, Keyshawn Miller, a returner from last year, had a dozen on three of four shooting, including both three-pointers he shot up he made. Uh, and then you had Tayden Connor, the returning point guard, 11 points on three of six shooting last night with also two rebounds and two assists. Arthur Celestin uh, stuffing the stat sheet, six points, seven rebounds uh, two, with uh, five of those defensive. And then Charles Fofana off the bench, five of 11 shooting, 11 points for him as well. A lot of different guys got in, got some action last night, but four guys in double figures once again led by Anthony Verges. 18 points to lead the way for Northwest Tech. They're off to a 1-0 start. 92-56 the victory last night over Otero College JV. Uh, Northwest Tech women, they ended up on the wrong end. The Rashad Baker era begins with a loss. Uh, Northwest Tech falling 62-53 to to North Platte Community College. Jalen Alexander, only lady in double figures for Northwest Tech. She did have a double-double, 13 points and 13 rebounds for her. But after that, you know, widespread scoring, 8 points from Alexandra Thompson, 7 points from Tyjan A. Penny. But yeah, just uh, really the two things that stood out to me, uh, Northwest Tech, neither team shot it great. I mean, North Platte shot 26% from the field. And Northwest Tech shot 31%. But here is the difference. Northwest Tech went 11 of 22 from the foul line. And North Platte went 28 of 40. So they shot 12 more, sorry, 18 more free throws than Northwest Tech did in last night. And that was part of the difference. Also, Northwest Tech minus 7 in rebounding margin last night. Otherwise, they did pretty well. But... If you're going to have that big of a discrepancy in free throw shooting, that's going to result in more than likely a loss, which is what happened as Northwest Tech drops to 0-1 to begin the season. On a more regional look of college basketball, both Kansas and Kansas State were in action last night, taking on some regional Division II schools. KU welcomed in Fort Hayes State uh, to Allen Fieldhouse. Maybe it wasn't the most beautiful performance put on by KU, but that's all right. It's early on in the year, obviously. Uh, Definitely struggled shooting the basketball. Just 6 of 28 from 3. They actually made less threes than Fort Hayes did. But getting it done at the foul line, 19 of 26. Three guys in double figures, led by Kevin McCullough Jr., 21 points and 6 rebounds. A double-double for the recently recently joined Hunter Dickinson, 17 points and 11 boards for the big man on 5 of 9 shooting and 7 of 8 from the foul line. He's going to be such a problem for so many teams this year. Uh, And then 14 points and 4 rebounds for K.J. Adams, uh, the three guys in double figures. Nobody else with more than 7 points, which was Dewan Harris for Kansas. But overall, maybe not a best. Not a great 3-point shooting night, but... Pretty good night once again when you get 17 and 11 from Hunter Dickens, and you'll take that every time you can get it. Uh, and then Kansas State, so that was once again KU with a 73-55 win over Fort Hay State. Kansas State, by the way, was a winner over Emporia State, 102-68. to 20 points last night from Cam Carter. 7 of 13 shooting, 2 of 7 from 3, 4 of 4 from the foul line, 1 of 3 guys in double figures, 13 points and 5 rebounds off the bench from Jarrell Colbert. And then Arthur Kaluma, 
the transfer from Creighton, I think will play a big part for K-State this year. Ten points and four rebounds for Arthur Kaluma. Uh, three guys over. But everybody else, everyone who touched the floor last night left with at least a minimum of four points. So lots of well-rounded scoring there from Kansas State. Once again, reminder, no Naquan Tomlin for the foreseeable future. As once again, head coach Jerome Tang has said, you know what, we're just, uh, he's not going to be a part of the team, and he may not be a part of the team again this year. That's what he said. He may not be a part of the team again this year. We'll see. He's going to have to get back in the good graces of Coach Tang. Uh, Tyler Perry, by the way, the big transfer from North Texas, eight points, two rebounds, but a team high, five assists for Tyler Perry in 15, sorry, in what was just under of 20 minutes of action. But Kansas State, 102, Emporia State, 68. Once again, those records do not count towards the record. Those are just exhibition games. I think the seasons get going here later on this weekend for both of those teams. So, like I said, college basketball going. Oh, and it continues tonight. Colby Community College men uh, in action tonight. CCC will take on the same Otero College JV team that Northwest Tech took on last night. They will do that tonight. Will the North, will the Colby Community College men head coach Jared Stanford, and then we'll get their first uh, action of the 2023-24 season. And, of course, also last night, we do have a World Series winner. That is the Texas Rangers. They've been around since 1961. That was their first ever World Series title. Um, as from the from the perspective, and look, Texas did a great job all series long. They got good pitching up and down from starters to the back end of the bullpen for the most part. Had great pitching except for really one game. And they hit the ball, and they hit the ball hard, and they hit it with runners in scoring position, and particularly last night. The game was a pitcher's duel. It really was through six innings. In fact, Zach Gallen, starter for Arizona, who had kind of been shaky this postseason, no doubt was really good uh, in last night's game. He had a no-hitter going through six innings. And then third time through the lineup, here came here came the Texas Bats. They'd seen some things. Zach had gotten a little tired, and they put together at least one run in the way the game was going. Uh, it felt like that one run was going to be insurmountable because Arizona had runners in scoring position in the first four innings. Each of the first four innings, they had runners in scoring position but could not get them in. Nate Ivaldi worked around all those, got double play balls, got ground balls. Arizona went 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position last night, and that to me is the stat of the game. If you're not going to be able to put the ball in play when there's runners in scoring position and drive those guys in, you're not going to have you're not going to be able to win. You have to be able to drive the ball in with runners in scoring position. It's kind of a lost art, but that's what you had to do and you couldn't get it done. Credit to once again Texas for getting that done. I mean, Texas once again, it's not about the quality the quantity of hits, it's about the quality of hits. Texas got out hit last or sorry, Texas did actually out hit Arizona, but they've been out hit many nights by Arizona, but they just cashed in more on their hits. They just did. But 5-0 the win, a big four spot in the top of the ninth that was highlighted by an error by the center fielder in, uh, now I'm losing my mind here, Alec Thomas, there we go, let the ball go right by his glove as he looked up to see where to throw, and then ball went by and rolled all by the wall, two more runs came in, I mean it really felt like the game was over before that anyway, but... Texas wins the series four games to one, their first World Series, like I said, in franchise history. Corey Seager named the MVP, and he no doubt should have been. He was the MVP of the World Series. He was two for four last night with the run. 
Marcus Simeon was great as well. Two for four run, two RBIs. He did have a home run as well that pretty much made that, that made it a 5-0 game and put the game out of reach. But Car- Corey Seager was huge. His two-run blast to tie the game up in game one changed the entire trajectory of the series, really. He did it again in game three with another massive hit. So give Corey Seager a whole bunch of credit. He no doubt deserves to be the MVP. And by the way, this is his second World Series MVP. He did it with the Dodgers a few years ago, three or a few years back. So Seager's won two World Series MVPs, two World Series rings. And once again, it comes back to a great point that our good friend Dan Lucero made. You know, Texas went out there and invested money. And Simeon and Seager, those guys are highly played, highly paid players, and they lived up to the money that they make. They work big in crunch time, in particular Seager. They went out and got Nathan Ivaldi. He was huge as well. They spent money this season to add in with some good young pieces, and they were World Series champions. Congratulations to Texas. From the Arizona perspective, yes, it's heartbreaking. But like I've said many times before, did not expect this baseball team to be here. I feel like they're ahead of schedule by about a year or two. A year or two from now, if Arizona's not playing in the World Series, I will say it could have it's pretty much been a disappointment. This is a team that's very young, that is up and coming. And they, like the Texas Rangers, need to go out and invest in some good pieces going forward. You need to invest in a, a, some more bullpen arms. Another starter or two that are that are quality starters. You've got to go out and invest in those guys. You maybe need to add another piece to the lineup, whatever that may be. You've got so many good pieces all around the diamond that are young and very talented. Now you got to add a few of these veteran guys, in particular in the, in the bullpen and in the rotation, to get yourself over the hump. And maybe another, and then hopefully these younger guys develop. And the, this this big playoff run gave them a whole bunch of experience. It got them hungry to get back there and do it again, hopefully. But I, I'm super proud of Arizona. It was sad to see them lose. Absolutely, I wish they would have not gone out like a whisper and would have at least forced a you know a game six or maybe a game seven. But it's what it was. It wasn't meant to be. But uh, awfully proud as a, as a proud as a Diamondback fan, uh, even though they end up losing four one last night. But, uh, you know, give credit to Texas. They spent the money, and they got their return on their investment with their big pieces cashing in or paying off big time for them as they win 5-0 last night and 4-1 in the World Series. And it's kind of sad. You know, I was watching some Dan Patrick this morning before we get getting ready for the show, and, you know, they lead off the show. Congratulations, the Texas Rangers. Beat the Diamondbacks 5-0. Take the series 4-1. And then they move into a whole segment talking about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, which was a story from yesterday. I don't get that. I mean, that that's, tells you where baseball is right now. I mean, it's not even, it's the championship of the World Series, and don't nobody cares. And I guarantee, guarantee, we've already seen the numbers come out from games one, two uh, in the World Series. They were the worst watched World Series games of all time. My guess is you'll see the same for three, four, and five. You're going to see this will be the worst watched World Series in the history of Major League Baseball. It'll be the worst. Because nobody cares really about Arizona. It's not a major market, super major market. Texas is a major market, but just nobody really cares about baseball. Nobody really cares about it. Once again, I go back to my initial point of, you know what? You need to move the season up. Stop the regular season at the end. Begin the postseason in September. End it in October. Not in November. End it in early October, as a matter of fact. It's too long. You're 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 getting into basketball and NFL, and you're pulling eyeballs away when there's really nothing going on at the end of August and maybe early September. You can make more of a run uh, at, the, at the television eyeballs if you did that. If you're baseball, it's always been my opinion on that. So, anyway, uh, 
Once again, congratulations, Texas Rangers, World Series champions uh, last night in Arizona. Um. That'll be it. What's that? Let's say. Well, that wraps up our front page segment. Uh, we've got the NFL Power Five coming up a little bit later on here uh, in the show. We'll get you top five games. And I'll tell you, it's a great slate of NFL this weekend. In fact, I think it's the best we've probably had uh, in some time. Right now, during the break, if you, we got a chance to win a couple of tickets. If you want to go to Wichita this weekend to Interest Bank Arena and you want to go see the AEW Collision, it's, uh, it's like a version of the WWE. I've got two tickets to give away right now. Two tickets if you uh, want to text us on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. If you text in the word collision to 785-899-2222, text the word collision, you can be a winner of these two tickets to AEW Collision Wrestling. Uh, That's going on at Interest Bank Arena this Saturday in Wichita. Once again, if you want two tickets, text in the word Wants to collision to 785-899-2222. You can be a winner from us here at Rocking and Media. We'll take a break. Come back. Jay Bradley joins us in studio next. You're listening to The Morning Blitz.